Hi there, I'm Lisa Kapala, and welcome Welcome to, I should say, Bridging the Digital Divide. I have with me today Brad McKenna, as usual. Hello, Brad. Hello, Lisa. And we also have, very excited to share with you, Scott Curland. He's from WCTV, and he does content and programming here, but he also has an extensive background in podcasting. And, oh gosh, Scott, tell them what kinds of things you've done in your life. Uh, well, first off, hi, Brad. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> um, I've, I've done everything from journalism to digital content, uh, which digital content is um, running social media um, and websites and stuff. So I've done I've done everything except run my own like movie theater. <laughs> like, okay, well we'll, we'll see <laughs> what we can do about right. that, right? <laughs> so today we're basically going to talk about uh, social media, but we really want to focus a little bit on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Scott, why don't you give us a little background about how Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram differ, and then we'll kind of delve right into it. Sure. Um, well, let's start with Facebook and Instagram, because they're technically owned by uh, Facebook. Instagram oh. is owned by Facebook. Uh, so Facebook is where you can post videos, photos, uh, they give you like 2,000 characters, so if you want to go on a diatribe that you're upset about something, like someone cut you off in a grocery store, yeah. you can do that. Um, and it's basically, Facebook is just like a forum for people to connect. I uh, When it first came out in like 2005, it was a way for kids in college, because it was started by Mark Zuckerberg as the Harvard Facebook, which is... It was only for Harvard and then like other prestige schools like Yale and and Stanford were getting it. And then it just became in like 2005, 2006, this thing that you just used. Right. And, you know, now everybody, I think they're, they're probably, what, five people that don't know what Facebook is. Yeah. And I talked to one of them the other day at the library. So. <laughs> yes. And how... Uh, do you think people's use of Facebook has changed, Brad? Have you seen in the years that you've been helping people with technology? Yeah, so like Scott was saying, you used to have to be, you have a, a school email address or a organization email address to even join. Yep. And so after oh, wow. they opened it up, that changed the first time. And then businesses started using it. And some sometimes organizations, their only web presence is Facebook. So it's become a, like a business model more than just like connecting with friends. nowadays. I will say I think it's the most user friendly of mm -hmm. all the platforms. I I can use it. So <laughs> it must be. But uh, it, they make it easy to put photos and, and do little cool captions and add color to your post. They make it really, really yeah. easy. It seems almost intuitive, more so than maybe Twitter and Instagram. I don't know, Scott. What do you think about that? Well, it's easier to share, like, say, if you want to share a YouTube video or um, you're reading on, like, a website, say, like, the Huffington Post or Vulture.com, like a movie review or, or an article um, about politics, it's easier to copy and paste that into Facebook because it just shows the yes. little link. I love that. Where mm -hmm. where long ago, that's Facebook now, in say 2007 Facebook, it would just give that link and you would just click on it where Facebook is, is adapting more. So is Twitter, so is uh, Instagram, but Facebook is the one that really started adapting first. I think what I like about Facebook, too, is they must have a sense of consistency because most web pages I go to, you get comfortable using how the web page works, and then they go and change it yeah. for your convenience, <laughs> which I always love. But it seems like Facebook doesn't introduce new things too often. Right. It seems like they roll them out kind of slowly. And how I learned about putting a color behind a post on Facebook was I saw one of my friends do it, mm -hmm. and I asked her how she did it. Yeah. She said, oh, there's this little bar 
are right underneath. Just push on one of those and you're all set. Wow, you know. Mm-hmm. So those things, I think, make it more fun to use because it's easy. Yeah. And you feel like you've accomplished something when you've done it. <laughs> True. So let's jump into Twitter. I mean, I think most of us know what it is probably because of the president. But prior <laughs> to that, who really started the whole Twitter phenomenon? Well, Twitter is considered the um, news outlet of social media because it's a constantly moving feed. Uh, it is where Facebook can be done within like hours. Like you post something and you don't have to post something for another couple of hours. Twitter minutes. Okay. So why? All right. You say it's it's kind of for political folks and it's constantly rolling. Why would I want to use it? The regular person, why? The most popular it. thing now is live tweeting where like say you're watching like um, – a, a movie or The Real Housewives or a TV show. Okay. Um, I know there is a famous podcaster and uh, he's big on social media, Paul Shear. He live tweets with his wife, The Bachelor, and it, it's like... <laughs> okay. So, so like... All right. So if it starts at 8 o'clock, you'll see like 8.01. I can't believe you did this. 8.02. I can't believe they did that. Okay. So then let's let's kind of look at it in a more novice point of view since that's where I'm sitting. This is why I'm in this chair. Okay, so (laughs) this sounds to me like if I were watching The Bachelor Mm -hmm. with my friend, I could text her back and forth and we could make comments. That would be finite because it's she and I. Then if I add another person to that group text, this is on a phone, I'm saying, Mm -hmm. then we are added in. So Twitter is like that except the whole world of tweeters join your text. Is that what it's like? Brad's laughing over there. I know it's it's rudimentary, but give me a little bit more insight into what it, so it's social, right? So it's the ultimate social aspect of something. So you can't be physically with someone, but you can still share the same experience okay. by tweeting, like Scott was saying, comments about what you're both watching. Okay. So I guess the first step in being a Twittering person <laughs> would be to get a Twitter account, yeah. right? Are Twitter accounts free? Yes. Yes. Do we think they will be forever? We'll see. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like everything uh, else. Depending, depending on net neutrality. Oh, um, true. What uh, was that? Show number six, I think? Yeah, Maybe yeah. show number I mean, 10. You can go review net neutrality. <laughs> we did a show on that. Yeah. We haven't seen, have we, Brad, too much yet ruffling with the net neutrality? A little bit. There's. I've heard of AT&T partnering with some some site to like give you access to, to new videos or something like that. Mm. And it's, the plans are different based on what you do. So there's some of it more of like the uh, cell phone providers, but it really hasn't gone off, probably because there's a vote in the Senate coming up uh-huh. whether they want to um, overrule the FCC. Okay. And so I think a lot of companies are kind of waiting, but we've seen signs. Yeah. Scott, you want to add to that? Um, no, just as of right now, it, it's free and it should, like all social media should be free. Right. Like that's why it was set up. Social media... Right was set up to be social. You can't be social if you have to, like, be this tall to, you know, get on the ride. Right, right, right. There should be some sense of uh, everything is for everyone. Okay, so I decide that, like the president, I want to become a Twitter (laughs) person. So how do I go and uh, get the account? What do I just type Twitter into a browser and there it is? Yep, and it will give you the steps to walk through. So basically you have to fill out your full name so they know that you're a real person right. and then they'll give you an option so if you want to be Lisa Capala say that's already taken they'll give you options like 
L. Kapala. Right. Or Facebook Lisa, does that. Lisa, Lisa K. 29. Or like. Now, uh, do people, would it be better to do something cute and fun for a Twitter? Do they call them handles? Is yep. that what you, okay. Yeah, so would you, could you do something cute and fun? Or is it better to use your actual real name? Honestly, depending on if you want anonymity, if you want to be yeah. anonymous, I would do, uh, you know, a handle that has meaning to you. A lot of people do uh, quotes from pop culture, whether they're song lyrics or movie quotes or comic book characters. Um, there's probably a million The Flashes right, uh, right, right. or like Superman. Can you have two Twitter accounts? Could I have one with my real name and one with my... Yep, I, name, I, I do. I have. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so I have. I have one for when I podcast, and then I have one for uh, me, which is tied to my film reviews when okay. I when I write film reviews. So now I have a Twitter account. When I want to tweet something, where does it go? How does it get to <laughs> wherever it lives? Oh, that is a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> it lives. Everywhere. Yes, and that's the frightening <laughs> um, part. So it will stay on Twitter, but if someone likes it, they could, you know, retweet it. If you have yes. your Twitter, if you have your Twitter linked up to your Facebook, they could share it via Facebook. They could take a screen grab and share it via Instagram and be like, "Look, look what Lisa just said." <sighs> Great. I know that's why I'm not going to use my real name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are there subgroups? Are there Twitter groups where all the people that want to talk about The Bachelor, we're using that as an example, do they all go in that one Twitter section? Or do all the tweets, in other words, how I'm looking at a feed from tweets, and there's tweets about dog food, and then there's a tweet about The Bachelor, then there's a tweet about somebody's car accident. Is that how it works? Or is it all? It does. Yeah, it's it's a cluster. <laughs> the groups is mainly Facebook. Okay. Um that's what I like the most about Facebook because if you want to get out a message, um, you can join a group. Right. Where Twitter, they don't really have that option hmm. because, once again, it's that whole news feed. Like yeah. the way it's set up, if you look at it from afar, it kind of looks like a stock market ticker. Like, hmm. like, because you have all of these things just going at once and it's constantly changing. So it sounds kind of chaotic. If I were to get an account and I just now, how do I, if I don't tweet anything, how do I see what, what everybody else is tweeting? I get notifications on my phone or something. You like start that? following people, ah, okay. so like you can follow anyone from say Katy Perry to our Commander in Chief, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> uh, to say even TV shows or movies, they have Twitters because wow. they studios hire people. Their main job is to just be the Twitter of, say, oh um, for the longest time, I think they're still following me. Um, the Mindy Project follows me. Oh, wow. Uh, a bunch of Hulu TV shows because I once tweeted that I love Hulu and the product. This was long ago before, right, right, right. <laughs> before Hulu changed. But then all these shows on Hulu were following me. And then the same thing happened with Netflix. Okay. So why is that a good thing? I get the idea that it would be nice to have Mindy follow you, right? What does that give you? If she sees something she likes, then she sends it out more or she, she can kind of keep you. her finger on the pulse of maybe what culture you're into. Is that how it works? You sort of follow people that have like interests as you. Brad, is that how it works? Yeah, for sure. So uh, you don't have groups, but you can make your own personal lists and assign ah. people to the lists. And you don't even have to follow the people to add them to the list. 
And so you can bring up your list and it'll only show tweets from those people. Okay. And then if you've ever heard the term hashtag. Yes, I've been asking about that too. Okay. So what a hashtag is, is basically it's it's a technological cheat to co-locate tweets about a certain subject. Okay. And so you could search for something in Twitter with hashtag podcasting. And anybody who has used that hashtag in their tweet will come up in the search results. Okay, but really? It's actually, it's used fairly well. So like when you're talking about The Bachelor or like any kind of TV shows, they oftentimes have a hashtag to co-locate everything. So you don't have to be following the people to see their tweets and vice versa. I get that. But The Bachelor is a fairly finite term you might get some other wacky stuff thrown in there but if you type in podcast aren't you gonna get a ton of stuff yes so (laughs) isn't it kind of tedious to try to look through everything how do you manage that so you would do like uh for this podcast you would do like hashtag uh either bridging digital pod or bdd pod right and then once you create that hashtag whoever uses it can just that okay. that eliminates the podcast so you can you can single out a podcast but the best example of a hashtag working that isn't uh kind of tv or pop culture superficial is um when the boston marathon bombings boston strong that started as a oh, uh, right. as a hashtag and then that became a thing right so it started to to get all of the information of what was going on on twitter someone created Hashtag Boston Strong. And then from there, that just... Cool. Yeah, I remember people using it to find loved ones after the fact. Yeah. Right, which is a nice mm-hmm. use of technology. Just the idea that it's global, though. Twitter isn't only in the United States, yeah. is it? No, it's global except for China. I think China banned it along with Google. So, Well, okay. But maybe <laughs> someday China. with the, the new things that are going on in the world, maybe they'll join the group too. Mm-hmm. Okay, do I, as the Twitter holder, have control over who follows me? Like on Facebook, you can block people. You can block people, um, but you can't control who follows you. You can block oh, I don't them like if, that. If, if they if they start kind of harassing you, or you can tell that they're a bot. Like mm-hmm. a a bot on Twitter is used for different ways. Like like getting getting your information was originally what a bot was used for, but now when they get your information, it's so that they can. Like throw stuff at you, like this movie's right. Yeah, ads. Yeah. They want to know what you're interested in, so they can tailor the ads to you. I get that. No, so as soon that. as you figure out what who is a bot, and they make it very clear, yeah. like they make it very clear uh, who a bot is, you can just block them. Okay, but if it's not a bot, if it's a regular person, don't we call them trolls? Maybe yes, yes. right? Okay, I knew something. Yeah, there you, go. Um, <laughs> you can't get rid of that person. Block them. You can, you can block can. them. You can also report them. Good. So, I mean, there's, it takes a lot because uh, Twitter doesn't want to ban willy-nilly. But right. you can get you can people can get their handles banned. Oh, that's right, because they wouldn't just – ah, that's the rub. They wouldn't just be banned from you. They would be the banned from Twitter platform. in general. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why there's less control there. So maybe that's something people want to consider. Sure. Um, you know, because we've seen – I know we've seen the community board pages in our town have been blowing up. We've had a lot going on in our town and people have been saying things. And, you know, with Facebook, you can block somebody. You can remove those comments. But with Twitter, you probably don't have that same safeguard. Face- Facebook's been getting more strict with that stuff. That's what I like more about Facebook than I do with Twitter or uh, I don't even have an Instagram except for work here. Right. Um, Facebook, if you say something that is defamatory or kind of harassing someone, they will block you for 30 days. That is like a strike one. 
Right. You're blocked for 30 days. If you do it again, 60 days. And then after that, there is a review period. But they have somebody watching the store. Who is minding Twitter? They have someone, too. <laughs> it's just like like we've been saying this whole time. Uh, the best example of Twitter is like if someone handed you the phone book and then everyone in the phone <laughs> yes. book started talking to each other. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to like it. I'm going to try it, but I don't know if I'm going to like it. Is it like microblogging? Could you call it like that? Especially since they gave... They've given us more characters yeah. to use because of the president, right? That's why. Probably. <laughs> well, isn't that what people are saying? Yeah. Okay. Explain that to folks, um, Brad, how much room you have. You know, on Facebook, you, you can pretty so, much go on forever. Yeah. I've seen people do it. Although I don't try to post too much because I know people don't read it all the way through. Right. Right. So, you can, so it used to be 140, and I think last year they up, they doubled it to 240, or um, 280, sorry. And so you have, for each individual tweet, you have that many characters to say what you want, but they've also added a feature that helps what they call a tweet storm. And so you can, before you actually send the tweet, you can add another tweet to it. So you can have people replying to that one tweet and getting in the way of what you want to say. And Mm. so with this new feature, you can add an infinite number of tweets and thread them together and then post them all at once. And so that's the other thing is like people can reply to an individual tweet or post in Facebook parlance. Okay, so and Scott, I disabled the tweet storm on mine yeah. because that, to me, the tweet storm is way too much power. Yeah, like, right. like because that, I mean, they they give you like a diamond mind in the yeah. middle of this <laughs> sure. social media thing. So I I think that the tweet storm, um, though I understand what it can be used for, it's been it, lately it's been used for good. Okay. However, it also has been used for bad. Sure. So we can't. You have to be careful, I guess. Right. Um, what about if I write? A, if I post? If, is it post a tweet? No. Tweet. I tweet. Oh gosh. So there's no real plural. It's just tweet. 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 It's yeah. now a verb. All right. <clears throat> so what if I tweet something and I don't like it? Can it be removed? In Facebook, you can delete it. You can remove it. Or is it just out there forever? You can delete it, but once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. Right. Now, if somebody like, retweets it before I remove it. The, so in that case, it will show up as tweet unavailable. But like Scott was saying earlier, people can take a screen grab or a screenshot of it. And so they're in like picture form. It could live oh, on man. forever. So there's danger. And because it, there's so much, there's like so many hundreds of millions of tweets per day. It's tough to find individual tweets unless you go to the preference. All right. So once you make the account, you're probably going to do that on your computer. At least most of our listeners, I think, would do that. Is there an app that I then put on the phone? Yes, of course. course. Right. The Twitter (laughs) app. Okay. So then would that continually be going off with notifications when people were tweeting? And then would it never shut off because time zones? Everybody's up all the time. It can. Usually you can change the notifications that only if somebody mentions you in a tweet or if you have like a, a list or a hashtag you're searched. It'll come up with new ones, but it's not going to give you notification every time somebody tweets anything because you're right. That would never stop. I don't even know how that could happen. Yeah, the way I have it set up is only if I get tweeted at or retweeted or liked. Um, But then there are a few people that I want to make sure I know what's going on. So I I make sure I get notifications from them like uh, when – Patton Oswald, his wife passed away, but she uncovered the Golden State oh, right. killer. And I was following that very intently. And he was using Twitter to to keep people in the know. 
And as soon as that story broke, I, my phone blew up. <laughs> right. Now, there is some concern with, with true journalists about folks doing that on Twitter. You know, they say there's some concern that false information is getting tweeted out and it's causing panic. Mm-hmm. Normally with that, yes. But um, uh, his wife was a journalist, so... And she she was writing this book. Right. So, so luckily that was a good situation. Right. But I can see where that could get kind of yeah. messy. Um, is there someone who will take you and put you in Facebook jail like Facebook jail does Twitter jail? Is there? No, right? No, it's more like Twitter house arrest. And, and that's <laughs> it. That's it. I would imagine if you get removed from Twitter, you would have to do something pretty bad. Pretty bad. For that. They're really big advocates of the First Amendment, so yeah. they don't. They you have to you have to anger a lot of people a lot, for a long time to get. Yeah, that. the the way they do it is more like Facebook is you're banned for thirty days. Think about what you did. Twitter's like stop it, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you're being. I'm not kidding. Forever. Really, stop it. <laughs> wow. Okay, so why do you guys like Twitter, or do you? Do you like it, Brad? It's networking, for sure. In the library world, it's huge. So like any conferences, has hashtags for those conferences. Um, uh, Technology technology podcasts use it a lot. So I follow a lot of different people I wouldn't know about without Twitter. So it's normal. I guess it's normal use or it's original use from what I read was vanity more really than anything else. But now it sounds like it's becoming a more useful tool. Scott, do you like it? I I love it because um, when I started using Twitter – this was back when I was doing like stand-up comedy, and I would do it to just throw a joke out and see if oh. it if it would catch. And that's mm-hmm. what Twitter, that's what most comedians do. They'll just do a one-liner, and and if it gets likes, then yes. But then as I started to get more into this field with with the more journalism aspects and the more social media aspects, I then saw the power of it, and it, it can be used as a powerful tool to send out messages or to share videos of. You know, we do a lot of videos here and we do a lot featuring, you know, topics of everything. And it's a great way to measure what's working, what's right. not working. So you, you just made an interesting point that I forgot to ask. I thought it was just characters you could use. So you would embed a link in a tweet, yep. but it wouldn't show like Facebook does the actual picture that you can press now play on. Oh, it does. It, it, well, it, a redirect link. So well, it'll, that's it'll, good. It will give a little box and then it will send you to. All right. I would guess, though, that Twitter creators probably want to keep it different than Facebook, because what would be the point to allowing more creative things like Facebook does? Then it would just be the same. Right. So that must be why they're keeping it more character based and the, the quickness, the rapid rapidity of it. Right. Mm-hmm. That must be why. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's used for a different reason. It's used for quick hits uh, rather than you, you can't do as much right so Facebook you can add apps with games and whatnot right. and you, there's really no limit on the character or, or that you can do so, so. so Twitter's easier but more broad based I guess yeah I mean it's easier because you can't do as I mean, much anybody can type right well, so right, right. <laughs> you have you know and what is there just a send button I mean how tweet but oh. Post. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh post alright so, 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 right. so even I can do that yeah I mean the easiest of all of them is Instagram. Oh, I was going to ask you about that next. I feel like that's dying, (laughs) though. It was, but now that Facebook, you know, bought it, it does well because the demographic is basically um, teens ages like 13 to about 18 or, you know, um, I would say like my sister and my mom's age and my, my wife's age like that at, you know, late 20s mm-hmm. to, you know, 
early 60s like that that age because they use it as the world's photo album because yeah. it's very homey you can you can write you can actually write more than you can on twitter yeah. on on instagram um so what is instagram what's a typical use of instagram to send out photos there's only one use it's photos you can't post anything without a photo on instagram or video you can do a a mini video but it has to be so twitter and and instagram you can send out videos but they have to be a certain length like twitter it has to be two minutes and 19 seconds (laughs) exactly and instagram they haven't said it but usually after like a minute or two, you get cut Okay. Off, so. so my baby's born, and I got a new picture, and I want everybody to see it. So I open my Instagram account, and I, is it upload the photo? So there's two ways you can do it. You can take a photo using the Instagram app, ah. or if you took a photo on your phone, you can just go through your gallery, select the photo, right. and then you can crop it a little bit. I probably can't, but you <laughs> you, you would send it. Okay. So Instagram has a camera uh, well, the, capability built app, into it? That's the app technology, right? So you download the app, um, okay, and then so. the, because it's on a mobile device, apps can talk to other apps or in hardware. And so, okay. Yeah. And you can actually only post on a mobile device, I think, right? right. Oh, cool. So. All right. So I like that. Okay, so I've got my Instagram account created, which must be super duper easy. I take a picture, and then I want to send it out. Who sees this? Is this like Twitter, the entire universe? Oh, God, really? No, it's more like Facebook. I mean, because uh, you, you can set up your Instagram account where, where, where it's private, like Facebook, and they have to request to follow you. Okay, I like that. Um, but then there are people who just let anyone follow them. <laughs> right. So. Well, that's, but at least it gives you the control because right. I'm thinking of some of the evil uses of this kind of thing and how it would be out there forever and how would you ever fix that if something horrible had happened to you, if someone put yeah. a picture of you that, you know, maybe you're eating something that's all over you and somebody <laughs> posts that and they think it's funny. Yeah. And there you are and you see yourself. How, well, what? <laughs> I mean, really? If, if it's them posting it to their Instagram then they can do it. But if they tag you, then like... You can report it. You can, you report, can report posts. It. I don't know how responsive they are to taking down posts Instagram? like that. But uh, now that they're part of Facebook, they're pretty Yeah, I was going to say, I would bet they're being pretty careful right about yeah, now about right. that kind of stuff since Facebook yeah. and, you know, since Facebook owns so, them. So, yeah, another thing about Instagram is they use hashtags. Oh, my God, it's ridiculously... They use them so much. I see some tweets. Or I'm sorry. Posts in yes. Instagram with like it, more hashtags than there are words. It's just so like the hashtag game, if you want to call it that, it's just off the charts with Instagram. It's ridiculous. My favorite is when they hashtag it so that because for a hashtag you have to combine the words together. Right. So so they make a hashtag that's like a sentence or a paragraph. So it's hashtag and then it's mm-hmm. basically you know it was the best of times. It was the worst yeah. of times. <laughs> yeah. Like. I feel like it's a fun puzzle to try to put the little spaces between the words and figure out what the heck the person's trying to say. I know. This is different than Snapchat, though, right? Because Instagram is forever, but Snapchat is quick. Correct? Doesn't one of them erase after, you know... Snapchat is, uh, what is it, a couple of hours? I think you can set the expiration, but I think you can leave it for more than like a day. 
Okay. And Snapchat is in trouble because of a lot, a lot of people are going away from them because Instagram is better. So one of the things with Snapchat is you can add filters on your photos. That's you what I was going to ask. So yeah. Instagram is kind of plain, but Snapchat is is more. Yeah. So they're adding it. They're adding that. But a lot of people were doing. They're taking a photo of themselves and adding their you know, rabbit ears or something yes, onto yes. it, and then taking a screenshot of the Snapchat picture <laughs> and, and uploading it, it insta- Insta- Instagram. Oh, I love and it. showing it. Wow. So but Instagram has um, the, the stories now, and mm-hmm. they're allowing you to okay. add images. So Instagram words. must have got wise seeing yeah. what its consumer is right. doing. And they're like, well, if they're doing this, why don't we just give them a way to do right. it here and eliminate the middle guy? Yeah. Okay. Instagram is free also, right? Yep. yep. You guys both use that? Yep. I have way too many pictures of my dog on Instagram. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. And, ev- and all the whole world has seen them now. Yes. And Scott, what do you use it for? I use it for here. I I do it for when we we're out in the field or when we're um, doing a show. Uh, there's a few uh, where's Wilmington uh, photos. <laughs> okay. um, and then we do it like over the summer for the summer youth program. We do it when we walk to um, the center uh, to the town common when we walk there mm-hmm. and uh, to just show the progress of the week of what the kids are doing. Right. I would imagine it would be good for wild weather. You know, if you're um, if you're watching a storm or something, you could take a picture and everybody can see kind of for that. Yeah. Or um, during you know times of emergency, maybe tweeting out, "Don't drive down this road." Or you know, maybe maybe we the, can help each other using the, uh, it. The uh, police department in Wilmington has a social media officer, and he updates like traffic alerts and stuff like that. Cool. He does a great job. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think are there any other outlets we haven't covered? We know Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, Snapchat, and our friend. Yeah, so I have a, I had a list of them, and I'll post it on the companion page of the most popular. And um, you have some more non-traditional social media platforms like Reddit, which is just kind oh, of yeah. like message yeah, yeah, boards. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. really no pictures and there's no... That's just news feeds, right? So that kind of keeps you updated? You Reddit, can ask questions. Reddit was set up to be like the way the internet originally yeah. was. Yeah. Like when the internet started... The good old days. Right. <laughs> because in the old days, the internet and back in the 90s... Was Way just back, was killing me. It's okay. <laughs> let, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> was just basically a, a black and white feed of yeah. people just saying, "Can you send me uh, any information on this or that?" Like, yeah, I like that. that that's how it was. That, that's what Reddit's great. Reddit's yeah. great. I definitely, should you need really that. good information, but of course, vet it right. You don't want to make sure that you yes, take it as gospel. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. And now it's time for your technology tidbit. Food for thought. All right, so I'm glad we talked about journalism a little bit because I found an article on the MIT uh, Technology Review publication that they have, and the article was saying that a a review of the tweets surrounding both the Brexit vote and the 2016 election were predicted by the uh, tweets. So the results were predicted by the tweets if you followed non-established traditional media people the common social media voters actually predicted that England would leave the EU and that Trump would win. That scares yeah. me. <laughs> I don't like that. You know I don't like that kind of stuff. <laughs> but it's, I guess it's true. I don't know what it really means. What does it really mean? I, I really? think it means that like uh, the, the fourth estate, right, the traditional media doesn't have as much power as it used to. And, and that's really, I mean, social media, it's named social media. And so you can really, you 
you take out the middleman and you can share news amongst yourselves without having to worry about it. But like you mentioned earlier, that's dangerous. Yeah. Because you can spread what, 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 fake news. Yes. You can yes, spread fake news. Let's not say that hashtag Just fake <laughs> news. I can only imagine if you hash if you oh, type God. in that it's there. what it's you there. would find. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it is a little frightening. And I guess like with all things, you have to use it, you know, with knowledge and be yeah. careful. I'm also wondering too. I'm sure someone's going to write a book about the the tweeting president because isn't he the first one probably well the, the POTUS has an account official account I think he's actually using that I can't remember actually, oh I, I thought he was he using is. his own oh no he, he must have switched both. over when he became president I don't remember I think he may be using both you don't both. follow him Brad? I do not okay. but you, you can't help but come across some of his tweets by that were retweeted or show up on hashtags yeah so you can't get away from him yeah he's um, there but Obama you had an official account I think really? it went back to Clinton so Clinton so they was probably the only used it for special things maybe yeah. not in the way that promotional Trump is using stuff, it but um, I'd love to see some stats on that, you know, who obviously he's the one who's tweeted the most, but I think it'd be interesting to know some of the demographic of that. Scott, you want to add something to that? Um, I do. (laughs) I don't have all the stats, but I do know that uh, the previous POTUS um, only used his Twitter account, I would say, five or six times um, for when he got elected, when he got reelected, and then I think three or four other times. Yeah, probably, probably one of the wow. tragedies and leaving office. Yeah, now, like you know, that. you have to wonder whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I guess it's just depending on the person. But now that Twitter has been so used by this president, mm-hmm. what will the next president do if it's not him? I think it's going to be a course correction because he uses it too much. Yeah, I think it's he kind of overdoes it a little bit. It. And yeah. so I think that it'll be somewhere in between Obama and and. I, I think it'll be just the facts, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> because it is a good so, yeah. it is a good platform okay. to get information out, definitely. But I do think sometimes he goes a little off the rails with some of the stuff, you know. And since it's out there forever, that's why I kind of wonder about people in Sweden reading these tweets and thinking, what's going on over there, USA? I just worry about that, you yeah. know. And I understand in the moment you're heated, and that's why... Twitter makes me nervous because if I'm upset about something on Facebook and I write it, five minutes later I say, I shouldn't have gone that far. I can take it out immediately. But with Twitter, yeah, it's you pretty know, much you have to really be yeah. calm when you're doing these things, I guess. Right. I don't know, Scott. The best way f- to use social media is not to use it out of anger. If you have, you know, say a business, use it for that. Right. Use it Use it to get your message across, whether it is you believe that people should be, you know, more tolerant to each other and just just try try not to go in the intense. Yeah, don't go to the dark side. Yeah, don't go to the dark side. <laughs> and half the time anyway, if I'm upset with somebody and I want to post it on Facebook, I can't because the person I'm upset with is my friend anyway. Right. So there's really, and I've been trying to think of a way to even write a post like that to say half the time you want to write something you're typing and you're like forget it I can't even put this because there's ten people that will see it that yeah. will tell the other person right. so you know I think I think we all have to be careful as we've said before Brad mm-hmm. with everything tell the folks about the companion page and what they can see there when they visit it so if you visit uh, wilmlibrary.org/bdd that's the uh, the companion page as Lisa said and I have the I'll have the current episode up with a contact form so you can get in touch with us if you want to 
suggest a topic, give us some feedback on on current or we past should, tweets. We should probably tweets. make <laughs> we should probably make a Twitter account. Right. Yeah, we probably should for bridging the digital divide, and then we can tweet stuff. I'll, I usually tweet when the new podcast comes out on my own handle, and I go into the hashtag. Digital divide is a huge hashtag in the library community right. because that's what we do is we right. bridge it because right. a lot of people have trouble with technology, and so li- they go to libraries. And well, so when they change it to color coding, we'll yeah. just make ours like you know orange and blue. There you go. Right? What do you do with people who are color? Blind though in situations where they color code stuff. That's probably yeah. why they don't do it. Scott, thank you for taking <laughs> time you out of your awesome day to <laughs> be with us problem. and share all this information with us. We have a, uh, a couple of meetups coming up too. Um, we'll tell you about that in our next episode. We're going to do an episode on podcasting, mm-hmm. and WCTV is going to have a uh, podcasting meetup. And uh, you know, we hope we help you bridge that divide a little bit. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Reddit. That's a lot of stuff we covered today. So go visit Brad at the library if you need more information. You can always look at our other shows. Some of the earlier shows in the beginning gave you a lot of the vocabulary and, and a lot of information that might help you navigate some of what we talked about today because it was pretty meaty. Generally, we try to be a little bit more, I don't know, baby food, but today <laughs> was pretty heavy. Right. So we hope you're full and that you enjoyed the program. <laughs> and we hope you come back and listen to us again for Bridging the Digital Divide.